Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with our very own evangelist, David Deger Hernandez, and a message about being on God's path. Enjoy this message. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise this morning? Come on, church. Lift your voices, lift your hands, just begin to honor Him. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hands lifted, eyes closed all across this room. I want everyone to begin praying out loud in the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. So, Father, this morning, we thank you for the touch of your presence on this service. We magnify the name of Jesus this morning. Father, we ask that as the name of Jesus is lifted high, that you would do as only you can do. We thank you, Father, for every sickness that will be healed, for every bondage that will be broken. We give you the glory in advance. You are our delight. Our greatest treasure is your presence. We honor and we bless you this morning in the name of Jesus. And the church said, can we give the Lord another hand of praise across this room, please? You may be seated. The presence of the Lord is rich here this morning. And I do sense faith and expectation in the room. And I want you to know it's a privilege always to be here with our Reach family. Um, every time we come back here, it's just like home. And we see the faces here. We see the building. We see doubles. And immediately we know, okay, we're, we're back in Paramount. This is it. And uh, we're, we're, we're honored to be here. I want to thank, um, he, he's, I believe, ministering elsewhere this morning. Um, I want to thank our, our senior leader, Pastor Omar Lopez, always for the privilege and the honor. I, I, honor, I do honor that man of God, and uh, he's, he's been a, obviously a, a voice of truth and wisdom in all of our lives. And so I just want you to know, if you're here and planted here, you've got quite a leader here. And God's really, God's, you've got quite a leadership, not just in Pastor Omar alone. I think he would agree with me in that you have great pastoral staff, Pastor Isaac, Pastor Rob, Lizzie, Carly. I mean, I could go on naming, pretty much down the line, name all of you, and um, we have a, something good to say. Um, but I want to look at Exodus chapter 14, and I want to begin reading. Let's go down to verse number 8 of Exodus chapter 14. You're in this theme this month of really hitting on this idea that it's not over. That God always has more in store. And just when you think you've reached the end of your knowledge of God, just when you think you've come to figure Him out, He'll go and do something completely different. This is something I've learned about the Holy Spirit, is sometimes He'll do things differently just to teach you that you can't figure Him out. Sometimes he'll let you do everything in your own strength just to show you that it can't be accomplished in your own strength. Sometimes he'll let you get frustrated. He'll let you hit that wall. Sometimes he'll let you come up against that barrier and then throw everything that you have at it only to see it not come to fruition like you thought it would. And he'll do that just to remind you that he and he alone is the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way. And we see the example of this in the book of Exodus. So just a context setter here. Moses has already performed the many miracle signs and wonders that God gave him to perform. 
And Pharaoh has finally agreed to release the people. And once the people of Israel are being released from the land, we know the story, they're, they're left with treasures and on their way out they're being blessed. People are handing over their resources to them. And then we see a turn in Pharaoh's heart because God wanted to display his power one more time. And we see here beginning in verse number 8 that the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fist raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's armies, all his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, now watch this, they fall back on an old mindset. Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? So here they find themselves in a seemingly impossible situation. The great sea before them, they cannot pass. And behind them, an army chasing them, wanting to destroy them, kill them, take their lives. And the moment that they hit a difficult circumstance, I want you to pay attention to what they did because it's often what we do. The moment that they hit this difficult circumstance, the moment that they come up against this seemingly impossible situation was the very same in which they begin to fall back on their old ways, their old mindsets, and they begin to long for the bondage of yesterday. They begin to reminisce about their days of slavery in Egypt. They begin to talk about their days of bondage as if they are the good old days, as if it's something to be missed. Why? Because they question God's ability to move them forward. And they begin to blame God. They begin to blame Moses. They begin to question their circumstance. Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? Why didn't we just stay there? We were comfortable. Things were consistent and predictable. We had what we needed. Everything was familiar. And the reason that people come to this place is because they forget, just like we forget, that when we come up against these seemingly impossible situations, we forget sometimes that God sees a path where we see the sea. When we look at something that's seemingly impassable, and I mean that impassable, you can't pass it, impassable and impossible. When we look at something that seems to be a barrier, when we look at something that seems to be a blockage, God sees a miracle. And it is in those blockages, it's in those barriers, that the power of God is most greatly displayed precisely because no one else can take the credit for what he's going to do. In those moments, we forget where God brought us from. In those moments, we have the tendency to begin to question him. Why did you bring me here, God? 
Why did you take me this far if you were only going to put me in an impossible situation? Why did you take me out of slavery in Egypt? Why did you set me free? Why did you deliver me? Why did you save me only to bring me to this place? And then oftentimes we even begin to, I would say, whine a little bit. God, I'm doing this, this, and this for you. God, haven't I served faithfully here? God, don't I pray? Don't I give? Don't I love you? Don't I obey your commands? All the while, what we don't realize is that when we begin to talk like that, our language is indicating to us that we've moved from faith to fear. And you can tell where you're at by your own language and how you speak. They were speaking as if they were already defeated. Keep in mind, they had seen the wonders that God had performed. They had seen the miracles. They had seen the many ways that God had demonstrated His strength to force Pharaoh to let God's people go. God, with His strong hand, had driven them out of their bondage and into this place now where the promised land is just beyond the shore, just beyond the sea. Yet all they can look at, all they notice, all they observe is the army behind them and the sea before them. All they can think about is how maybe they would have been safer in their bondage. How they were more comfortable. And that's when these questions begin to sit in. Didn't we tell you, verse 12 says, didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We think we have our I told you so moments with God. Oh, I knew something was bound to happen. Oh, I knew this wasn't going to work. See, I knew, I knew there was more to it than they were telling me. We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Why are they talking like this? Because they are so convinced that it's done. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Now, there's a cliche that goes around, something to the effect of, the battle is toughest just before the victory. Now, that isn't always true. Because sometimes the battle's tough because you're not listening to God. And sometimes the battle's tough because that's what happens in life. We, we can't expect to be immune from tragedies and from, from chaos and, and all of these. We know God blesses, yes. We understand God prospers. We understand God favors. But even God's most favored was crucified. And so we can't just pretend like nothing bad will ever happen to us. But there is some truth in this idea that people often give up just before that victory is there. And here, as believers, we can at least be confident in the fact that when it's impossible, that's when God steps in. The Lord Himself, verse 14, the Lord Himself will fight for you. What were they commanded to do? What was their part? Just stay calm. Doesn't seem spiritual. Doesn't necessarily seem like a deep truth. But sometimes one of the greatest demonstrations of your faith is that you just calm down. That's, that can be one of the greatest demonstrations of faith. Just relax. Stop freaking out. 
Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, <laughs> love this. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Hold on. Lord, the Egyptians are behind us. The sea is before us. And you're telling me just get moving. Why, why is God speaking to him like this? God's speaking to him like this because God doesn't see it the way we see it. See, we had this, um, and thank you, Pastor Isaac and, and Pastor Liz, for the gifts you sent me on my birthday. Um, everyone got me, what, what is it called, uh, Britain? The thing you, I used it like once, but it was really cool. Was it the Oculus? It's like a VR thing. And we actually had gone and done one, Steve, in, in Dallas with a, a couple of the guys. And we did one where they put you in this giant warehouse and you are just walking around. I wish you could have seen us. We're just, we're walking around like this with these headsets on. They put the headset on us, a backpack, um, something like these VR shoes, these gloves, so that when we're walking in the virtual world, we can literally see our, our virtual body. It was pretty weird. I had like an existential crisis afterwards. <laughs> and so we're, we're, we're walking in this. And, and as you're stepping, you know, there's like flames and like the backpack shoots heat at you. I'm like, where did that come from? It was pretty intense. But one of the funniest things was when we were, I don't even remember what the, the whole story was. It was just wild. Me, Steven, and a couple of the other guys, we come to this, in the VR world, there's this just, the floor kind of opens up in front of you. And it's like this abyss that just, you know, it's like, I think it was like a jungle or something. I don't remember. And it was amazing because we were all, we, we were walking and then we all do this. Now keep in mind, we're in a warehouse, flat ground, perfectly capable of taking a step forward, but we're all doing this to each other. And then I jokingly said, I dare one of you to jump. They laughed at me. I laughed at the joke. But nobody jumped. <laughs> the best we could do, I think Tim it was, Tim Lay, the best he could do, he, could, he crouched down and he just kind of put his foot like that and he, that's, that's the best he could do. Meanwhile, the, the workers are just watching us bored in the corner, watching these, 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 these guys just can't take that step. Why? Because we didn't see what they were seeing. So God tells Moses, why are you complaining to me? Go forward. There's a Red Sea there. God says, no, there's a path. God doesn't see things the way we see things. And so he tells Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. God didn't see barriers. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the waters so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am God. Verse 21, jump down. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel 
walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of the Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. And then we read in later verses that eventually the waters enclosed upon those who were pursuing the Israelites. Now I'm amazed at the fact that the Bible says that the walls, the water, the waters were like walls. And it was in Psalm where the scripture declares that God with, with the breath of his nostrils just blew those waters and they stood up like walls. And it was the very same breath, the breath of God, that took the walls of Jericho and brought it down like water. Whatever you need it to be, God will make it. With God, the Red Sea becomes a pathway. And the walls of Jericho become steps. The enemies behind them destroyed, consumed in God's wrath. The miracle they stepped into, I'm sure, was frightening. I don't know about you, but I would be a little hesitant walking in between two giant walls of water, being held up only by the wind. You think it took faith to part that sea, try walking through it. If I was there, I'd be looking and I would say, well, I don't know. Everyone checking their heart, making sure they have no hidden sin before they take a step in. <laughs> Is this thing going to hold? And sometimes the path God lays before us can seem a bit dangerous. Can seem a bit challenging. Why? Because it always takes faith to step through God's miraculous path. Always. If where you're going doesn't require faith, you're not walking in the will of God. God will always challenge you to do something in every season of life that seems just beyond your reach. That seems just outside of what you're capable of doing. So God opens paths. We don't always have the courage to walk through them. God makes a way. We don't always have the faith to step through that way. But when it seems like it's over, When you feel most like giving up. When you're throwing up your hands in frustration. When your anger turns to apathy because you're just tired of even being angry about the situation. When your sorrow turns into this quiet rage. When you're just feeling dry in the spirit. And nobody is saying anything encouraging because they can't even think of a way that it will end well. You feel like your faith is hanging on by a thread. And it does seem indeed like it's over. 
If you put your faith in God, that becomes the moment for your miracle. That becomes the moment where the impossible becomes your reality. There are people sitting in this room and those of you watching online, it's possible that among this group and among those watching online, some of you sitting here feel like it's just not going to happen. You feel like quitting. Maybe, like the children of Israel, you've been in bondage for a long time or you've been in your circumstance for a long time. I mean, the children of Israel, 400 years of slavery? That's a long time. And sometimes time alone can begin to eat away at our faith because the time that it takes to happen, we're thinking, well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. There's all of these excuses. There's all of these dismissals. There's all of these doubts that come to our mind. When we face those circumstances, we need to look to the Scripture. We need to look to the truth of God's Word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God to you is simple this morning. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. This impossible situation you're facing, this difficult circumstance, this trial that's burdening you, it may not end up the way you want it. Things aren't always going to go the way you think they should. God is sovereign over all. But I can promise you this, On the other side of that circumstance, on the other side of that challenge, the presence of God is always there to meet you and greet you into a new season. God will see you through. When you don't know how it's going to happen, He does. When you don't see the way out, He does. When you don't have the ability to do it, He does. So it makes him God. That impossible situation is the perfect setting for a miracle. And it can happen at any moment. That's how the believer has to live. Knowing that at any moment it can happen. Do you believe that? I want to pray for some people this morning. Would you just do me a favor? Lift your hands to begin. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.